Don't forget the bait. I got the rods. Welcome, Welcome to, to Everything, everything angling, angling, where we, we cover everything, everything angling. angling. I'm Justin. And I'm Tosh. Hello, hello, hello. How y'all doing again? Welcome back to Everything Angling. Where we bring to you everything angling. Woo! Now Tosh is coming off of a really exciting weekend. Yeah. Uh, exciting is one way to put it. <laughs> uh, but no, so it was really, really good. I've seen pictures. So I was at the Hocking Hills Bigfoot Festival. It did 42,000 people. Wow. It's the biggest. It just won. It's the biggest fest, Bigfoot festival in the United States. That's huge. That's massive. It just beat the other one by 2,000 people. That's 84,000 times bigger than mine. Well, it's a little different. A little different. But no, because nobody had to pay to be there. Yeah. So there's, uh, you know, when you're paying in, it's a little different. Yep, yep. Yeah. No, it was a, uh, it was our annual tournament up in Indian Lake. It's catfish, catfish tournament. We've been, this is the 28th year, so I don't know when it started. I know the first year that I moved to Indian Lake was in 2000, and I was in it every year from then on. Never really won anything. I think one year I was like 16th or something and got a $100 gift card to Bass Pro. Mm-hmm. It was a channel cat, and I was in the very, I don't know, very early days of it. Um, it's just been tradition in our area. So this year we uh, put it on. It's always the first weekend in August, kind of a thing for the kids before they go back to school and we have had a steady decline in attendance for probably seven years yeah. eight years and then for the first year we've seen the actual incline That's whereas awesome. last year we had don't quote me 390 some maybe but this year we had 550 entries in the main pot and then he's got his my, paper i gotta get my cheat sheet i can't remember anything no there's a lot of numbers <laughs> there's a lot of numbers so, and then uh, 436 in the Channel Cat side pot. That's awesome. Yeah. That is, it's crazy. So, I remember being a kid and doing it, and I, it was like 1,200 people or something crazy. Yeah, there was um, a year my buddy won it, Aaron Lewis. The year he won it, there was 1,200. And then another year he won it, it was 800. Yeah. So, we have done some dwindling. But it's good to see it bounce back. Yep. I have a goal next year of 750. We uh we got some outreach this year. We reached. I mean, people were traveling from Utah, from Texas. Really, we had some people coming from Indiana, from Kentucky. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it got quite the draw, and then every one of them said that they had a great time coming back. Awesome, that's so. that's awesome. And Indy Links got the infrastructure to kind of handle that too. Well, yeah, because you have two options when it comes to this term. It's you can fish by boat. But on Indian Lake, you don't have to fish by boat to be able to access these big cats. You can fish by the shore. Right. And there is tons and tons of public shoreline to fish. Uh, probably out of any lake in Ohio, probably the most public. Yes. I would say uh, the most public and the most structured. I mean, there's rock structure out there almost everywhere. Cause, oh, yeah. Well, they build that riprap up everywhere. And it's easy to get to. It's all on on paths. I mean, yep. you got to go through the grass a little bit, but... Well, there's, there's some back out hidden the ways places you can't oh, yeah. hike to, obviously, if you want to. Like, if you want to hike down from the covered bridge and stuff. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, there's a parking lot every maybe quarter mile. I was going to say quarter mile. Bank. There's a lot of them. Or maybe, well, there, I know it goes like South Bank. There's only two for two miles. So maybe every mile. There's but there's a way to pull four off. Four on the West Bank, right? At least four. 
and then, then the handicap you got black hawk and you got the handicapped area yeah and then you got all of the taco bell area yeah I there's mean, a lot it, it's, you got all of the, from the wedge down to the spillway i fish a lot of places all over the country and i think that's probably the hardest thing when you don't have a boat is just finding placing fish yeah because there's only two like little tiny spots so guess what that's where yep. you're fishing yep. indian lake you can you can move the whole lake but that's awesome yeah well i know um when I was growing up, I'd spend a lot of time fishing up on Island Creek, and you can get to a lot of places. You got to park on the side of the road and hike through a bunch of woods and everything. And that's what I like about this. You ain't got a whole lot of hike through nothing, right. unless you want to go to like the tip of Pew Island or to, you know, the down Chippewa, the oh, on the other side of the RMA area. So yeah, the old RMA area. Now, yeah. how many kids did you guys have? Because there's a kids side tournament, there's right? A, well, there's a kids pot. There's um kid pots from zero to seven, and then eight to fifteen, and I didn't keep exact numbers, but we had lots of kids. That's awesome. <laughs> we had lots of kids. We had a lot, a lot of kids. Um, all the kids took home money. All the kids took home uh, Mad Cat's Rods, um, which I got to thank my sponsors real quick, man, if you don't Go mind. right ahead. So personally, first and foremost, I have to thank everybody. Anybody that listens to this that's a fisherman or an angler that you have taught your youth or your nephew or whatever to be a fisherman or an angler, we got to thank you first and foremost because without you, there would be no other fishermen and anglers mm-hmm. out there. And then all the ones that came out to the tournament. But Mad Cat's Rods, the best rods on earth. Outer Line Rod Racks, Dirty South Dragon Weights, Tyron and Craig up there. Just the best products there are in the market. Lakeside Pro Bass, one of the best uh, tackle shops up at Indian Lake. They have everything. You go in there, it's like an influx of everything. Um, Stanley Asphalt and Seal Coat. If you need seal coating done, black top done anywhere in Lone County, you give them a call. Luxury cool Pool Concepts. Thank you. Um, then we got Fishing Frenzy, Cat Eyes Lights, and Sasquatch, and all three of us are like really small homegrown businesses, and we all kind of use each other's product and work with each other. And, That's awesome. You know, so we all sponsor ourselves, so thank us. <laughs> Not really me. And then Quest Bank, because, well, that's where we do the banking for it. Um, Swiss Barnes up there, he sponsored the Big Fish a day, $150 every day for the Big Fish. So thank you. And then Winter's Market did an awesome thing. They donated a bunch of hot dogs, a bunch of buns, then we had a bunch of other food donated, and we made Mississippi pot roast sandwiches, shredded chicken sandwiches. We had free food the entire 72 hours awesome. of the tournament. So you could be out there in the middle of the night starving, just pull the boat up or drive over, grill up a hot dog, grab a, you know, a sandwich, sit there and yak with us for a while, and then go back out and fish. That's awesome. And thank you for your time put forward into it, because there's... It, I know it's not it's not easy. No, no. For 72 hours, I think I woke up. I woke up Thursday at about 4 a.m. And from that point in time, I didn't go back to bed until probably Friday morning. I got about two hours of sleep. And then I was up again until almost Saturday morning. And I went down Saturday morning about, well, Saturday afternoon about 3. I was down for three hours, and then I got back up and... Yeah, you just got to keep at it, rotate. Mm-hmm. We have a small crew. Only so many of us are allowed to do the, the weigh-ins. I don't let just anybody put a fish up on the scale. Mm-hmm. Um, there's certain things that we have to do to make everything uh, okay. But then <coughs> the other thing we did is on Saturday, we had the Junior Angler Day. And the Junior Angler Day, they brought out all these, uh, like, oh, what do we call them? Airbrush stations. Airbrush, so where we can really? airbrush, yeah, hard paint. Hard plastic baits. That's awesome. So me and Sasquatch have donated these to the junior anglers, and they can come out now and they can paint any hard plastic bait they want. So they all got to sit down and either Sasquatch helped them do it, and they picked out colors, and you know they got to learn how to do it, or they could jump over to the table and you know attempt to do it themselves. 
Um, then they also could jump over to where Norman was. Norman was doing um, fly tying and uh, jig pouring, showing how basically we make our own jigs, tie our own flies. And we had some great donations on behalf of a lot of community out there, like Dan Copeland came up and donated a bunch of flies. Ray and Pam came up and donated a bunch of stuff the whole time to keep cookies, or not cookies, but um, grapes and uh, candy for the kids and stuff. That's so awesome. a lot of the, a lot of the, there's a lot more people to thank than just that. It's like everybody within the community that helped us. And Indian Lake's a nice community, and it's it's nice to see the support, especially the young anglers. Yeah, because that's what's going to grow this, you know, everything back up. Oh yeah, you know, it's all it's all about funding. It's all just about numbers. So like, well, that and the value you get for you know, it's twenty dollars to get in. Twenty dollars right. getting in. If you want to enter in channel cat side pot, you're an idiot not to. It pays out more than the first place. As yeah, I see. And, and most people think that well, that's kind of dumb. No, it's a gentleman's bet. Yeah, it's a gentleman's bet. And si- simply saying that your channel cat's going to be the top spot on the list. Mm-hmm. It's the highest, and, and you know, it's a gentleman's bet. I like that it pays out more than the main pot. I mm-hmm. think it's a most people are going to want to put their name at the first of the board and get that flathead. But if you got both of them, that's that's a real good payday. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Especially for three days of fishing. So what was uh what was big channel or big flathead first? The biggest flathead was Mitch Meyerhofer at thirty seven point five three pounds and took home two thousand seven hundred and fifty bucks. That that's a good fish. And a free Mad Cat's rod. That's a good and fish. And dirty South Dragon Weights. Yeah, and then after that you had Doug Miller. Doug Miller came in. Both of these fish came in the very last night. And we had a whole little the tournament did not start hot. It started hot because of the temperature, but it did not start hot mm-hmm. with nobody catching fish. So just put in time perspective, we're at the last third of the spawn. Some of these fish were still in full spawn. Mm-hmm. They were beat up. Um, guys were telling me they were catching eggers that were still spitting eggs. They just drop them right back in the water. Ain't nothing going to do. You're going to pull it in. It's 10 pounds lighter by the time you get it in. Right. It's just going to dump everything. Yeah. And you're going to add more stress. You know, he said one guy pulled in a nice eggers. He's like, man, it probably would have been on the board by no, by the time I got it there, it wouldn't have been on the you board. Got a cooler full of eggs and an empty fish. Got a cooler full of eggs and an empty fish. He said, I just dropped her where I picked her. So, you know, it was right at the end. It's kind of, it's hard to, hard to do this tournament for me myself because I don't like the date. But it's yeah. tradition. Yeah, that's the first weekend in August. And I did, I did just start, you know, directing it last year, so I can't. It's hard to go and change everybody's mind. Right, They've right. been doing it this way forever. Yeah. To them, they don't understand so much why it's not a good, healthy time for the fish. But we'll work on that. Yeah, I'll throw my two cents in. It should be the first weekend in October. I, I always said the last weekend in August or the first weekend in September. September, yeah. Yeah, it, that would be good. But what I find with Ohio fishing up there on that shallow body of water by in, by October, they're almost all start to go back and to go dormant. Yeah. You know, the, the water's down 60 degrees. When it never not, starts cooling back off. You know, the, they, they're more active in the 70s and 80s, mm-hmm. I believe. You know, um, 60s is when they kick off into the spring. Once you get 62, that's when you want to start targeting them in the spring. Do you know what water temp was this weekend, roughly? No idea. I, I know, didn't know. I know that. Um, I think they spawn. Well, here's your side of it. What water temperature do they spawn at? I think it's mid 60s. So flatheads, like a lot of these catfish, are kind of light cycle based as well as temperature. So they'll get geared up okay. by the light cycle, uh, and then they'll kind of they'll build their dens and everything yep. like that, and then they'll kind of wait and hold eggs. They can lay their eggs at cooler temperature. So unlike walleye and like perkins, where they're really hard set on a hard temperature, yep. a lot of ichthylurid catfish will just lay their eggs and deal with it. So okay. they may have extreme long incubation periods. Yep. They may have really short incubation periods. It's all about the heat unit day. See, normally up on our lake when our water hits about 80s, 
is when you notice they're going sure, in yeah. a hard spawn. Um, and that's when you notice all the markings and whatnot. So obviously Start beating that's, each other. <laughs> yeah, obviously they've been working their way mm -hmm. into that. But um, we were at the end of that cycle. And so it was it was hard. But Doug, back to it, Doug Miller brought in a beast that morning. So both these beasts came in for Sunday morning at 34.52 pounds. Um, he took them 1650 bucks. And then Mitch Meyerhofer's daughter, 19-year-old daughter, took home third place. Wow. And then his 13-year-old daughter, 14-year-old daughter, took home first place for the youth 8 to 15. So that's, awesome. that's a family of champions yeah. right there. So, you know, and it's really nice. Uh, both of them were at, in last year's tournament. So both of them were, you know, they're all, I think they were on the board last year. That's good. So it's a family of champions that go out there. I told them I'd call them the family of champions just because he comes out and supports my tournament. <laughs> Jeremy Shazro was also fishing with him. He's a great guy. He's another one of the locals, you know, always out there. He, he, Him and a couple guys took a bunch of kids out last year. So, I mean, and you can keep going down the board. You got Bill Ryans, you got Ryan Headings, both of them local guys fish every day on day. Adam Lawrence was a new guy I met. He heard about the tournament on a Saturday or a Friday and just rushed up there. And then he had something going on on Sunday morning, and he knew he was risking it not being there. But he also was like, he didn't realize seventh place paid back $440. There you go. He was like, I thought I got seventh place. I, I wasn't going to get him my money back. You know, I was going to get maybe my money back. I wasn't worried about mm -hmm. if I got chosen. And then uh, you got Mike Cal or Colwell, Mike Colwell, Virgil Butler, and Nick Bays. All three of them local guys. Two, two of them fish in our tournaments every dag on time. I think Mike does too, but I can't remember. Jeff McCafferty once again. He's he's in the top number eleven. He's almost always in the top three in my smaller tournaments. You see him somewhere up there. Um, Aaron Cole, Caleb, Caleb Skeel. I I messed this one up. So Sounds Caleb, like me writing names. Yeah. Caleb Seal Scott is 14-year-old youth, I believe. Seal Scott? Seal Scott. Like the animal and then Scott. That's how I'm pronouncing okay. it. Okay. All right. Don't don't hate me there, Caleb. He he was a 14-year-old youth, I think. He came in 13th. That's well, that's impressive. Really cool thing there. His brother is the one who won the last tournament, won it all. Really? Yeah, his little brother was the one who won it all the last tournament. Took the whole pot against 125 grown men. That's so awesome. right there's two brothers who can outfish every one. Yeah. Out, I mean, he outfished 500 and some plus men. Mm -hmm. So I, that right there is just real awesome to see the families come back, you know, because it is such a family. Thing. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. You want to express more than anything. You bring your kids out. You get, take your kids out. We have a bunch of them that aren't even on this list, you know, that their whole family came out mm -hmm. and they had a good time. And then um, Kurt Bell, another good local, Jared Rattan, Tony Clausen, Aaron Lewis, Bill Alber, John Burris. John Burris proves day in, day out, you can catch these big flatheads in the day. And you know how if us fishermen say, oh, the best time to fish at night. Mm -hmm. I think anybody who ever had a fish tank and had Although, hey. any type of cat, any type of catfishing fish tank knows they're going to eat. Mm -hmm. But John goes out time and time again, just busts these big, big flathead right out in the middle of the day because he can't go out at night. And then Jaden Miller right, uh, ties up 20th place. And even 20th place took home. $110. That's awesome. So can't you can't beat it. Um, big fish of day one was Alana Hastings. Day two, uh, or Hanson's day two was Ryan Headings. Day three was obviously Mitch Myers. And then <clears throat> in the youth zero to seven, Emerson brought in a 24.52 pound flathead. That's that's big. Yes. And then Bryce brought in 8.36. 
8.53 channel. Milo brought in a 6.57 channel. Um, Area, the sister to Mitch's daughter, well, I guess they're both Mitch's daughter. She brought in, and she was the winner of the 8 to 6.15. She brought in 24.99. Brogan Langenkamp brought in 21.14 flathead. And Natalie No brought in a 16.76 flathead. And what's really funny about Natalie No, so she came in, she won a hat. Because every kid that came in got a hat. You know, my red, white, and blue mm-hmm. hat that I wear. I call them the lucky hats. I buy a bunch of them, hand them out. <laughs> so you got a bunch of red, white, and blue hats running around all the lake. They're lucky hats. So the kids go out and they wear them and whatnot. And their dad hadn't caught a fish. Well, her dad <laughs> stole her hat. Started catching? And started catching fish. <laughs> So now there now there's a fight in there that there's only over this yeah, hat. There's only one lucky hat. There's one person that has lucky hat. But then it was also great. All the guys that came went out once and caught a fish and got the lucky hat. Every time you'd see them come back in, they were wearing the you know the red, white, mm-hmm. and blue hat. So that was always awesome to see kids doing that. That's awesome. And then on the last day, we got out the um, the American flag background with little lights and took pictures behind the big lights and some big fish came in and we had big fish most of the time. The community can come down. See what a thirty-pound flathead is. See, I always enjoyed that growing up because it's and seeing them in the tanks for a little bit and stuff like that. Just because, you know, it's just it's um, impressive to see those monsters. Oh yeah, it is. And what's really nice is well, when you catch the fish, here's where the science you can get sciency with us. So when you catch the fish, you're stressing them out and you're putting building up all that whatever bad acid. Lactic stuff. acid. Yeah. Okay. So. You build up that bad lactic acid. So. Most of the guys, they're smart enough. They put them in live wells. They put mm-hmm. them in hoop nets, you know, whatnot, which is good. Then you don't really have to worry about it so much. But if you bring it in a live well or in a cooler transport system, like I run for my when I bank fish, it's just going to start to flush its body to get rid of that lactic acid, mm-hmm. right? So, and there's really no filter on these little live wells unless right. you're dumping them, pulling them up, or unless you have an actually good one. A lot of the boats have a good one, but... It's not like we have a minimum standard, so there are a lot of guys out there with just tubs of water and aerator. Yeah. Which I tell them is perfectly fine as long as you bring the fish straight towards me. Yeah. Well, for also me to make sure that the fish are going to live, we have 700 gallons of tanks up there. So three or four 100-gallon tanks that we have hooked all together and then one big 300-gallon pool at the end. So when you bring in your fish... We're going to splash it in the 100-gallon tank, make sure it swims, make sure it doesn't roll. You know, it's got enough water in there. Most of them usually dive to the bottom, and we'll just give it some time down there. We'll get you checked in and everything. See how, you know, make sure you make sure you got your slip entered and whatnot. As soon as we're ready, then we'll weigh the fish. We'll put it back in. We'll measure the fish, obviously take your picture with it, and then we'll put it back in the water again. And we're going to leave your fish in our tanks for 25 30 minutes unless it's a big one it's a big one we're probably gonna pull it out and put it in the big pond mm-hmm. and put it in the big pond we'll leave them there and usually you give them about 30 40 minutes in that big pond you gotta go and like pick them up or touch their face the turkey they're taking that big tail and just splashing, splashing. yeah so you get a whole bunch of people lined up circling <laughs> around and their sea heads would all it. be yeah you'd always make sure that you know their head the head would be facing you and the tail would be facing everybody else so then you go grab them pull up on the bottom of their jaw and both their tails <laughs> splash all the kids splash all the people and they freak out so it is always a good time now anything so i remember the long time ago it wasn't but some weird stuff happened i know you guys took a lot you take a lot of precautions do you have any metal in any fish any big chunks of metal like flatheads they get hooks stuck in them they get 
All kinds of stuff. Well, part of my dumbiness forgot that cement has rebar. So I my my when I was wanting the fish, I was picking up cement mm. with rebar. So I have to rethink that one. But what we do to counter that is we take length and we know pretty much what our fish is and we handle the fish. Mm-hmm. So I, all my guys you should feel some big chunks. Yeah, there's a bunch it, of sinkers in we're there. We're not looking to, for five ounce sink. Five ounces is not going to do much in these big fish. Mm-hmm. So it's a big, big dig on. You would feel it also. Flathead stomachs very. I mean, the belly meat and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's not thick, but it's really not that thin either. You know, you can feel the chunks down in there. A lot of times, you can feel the fish mm-hmm. in their guts. You can feel you know, the eggs in their gut. So we, as my guys brought them over, we all bear, we hold them a certain way. That way, your hands right there. Nobody felt anything. There was not. I mean, three. Not hold on. Let me read through this real quick. All but one. Two, three, all but three people on this list. Uh, I kind of know, and they're kind of in their fifty-person little, you know, local. Oh yeah, catfish. I get you. So you know, seventeen people that I know, I, I have nothing to worry about. They they fish in a whole bunch of other tournaments too. So, so I would have been. I'm 28 now. I would have been 17. You've... So it was probably 11 years ago. Do you remember? When those guys brought in all those blue cats. No, I do not. And nobody believed me really? that they were blue cats. And I kept saying those are blue cats in that tank. I don't know where they got, like, I didn't know where they got them from, but I'm like, that's, there's two blue cats. Those are blue cats. Those are not big channels. Those are blue cats. Wow. But that's back when channels were still yeah, winning that, it. Well, yeah, that, yeah. You know, that's the thing. Back in the day, it only took 12 pounds to win. Yeah. So that's what, you know, they'd go over to, the, you know, probably, the you know great miami is somewhere and well see we do a 16 pound blue do a lot to prevent that um if we do think anything's been swallowed or stuffed or whatnot first off when we're holding them in the tank most everybody knows the fish doesn't want something in its stomach it gets it out of its oh stomach. it'll pu- it'll puke it'll poop it out yep so they have really small digestive tracts they don't hold stuff for a long time no so when they would have puked up any lead I, I, in my mind that could be out because we find and we did find hooks in their mouths you know we did find some old yeah, hooks and the will do that like so we give them a good all inspection um number two we have six polygraphs for a 20 person field well a 21 person field because channel cat side pot forgot about that that was a 13 pound fish to take that so but um we do have six polygraphs for uh 21 people so that kind of adds to it you know yeah. people are you know there's a little bit more you know they feel safer entering it and i i can move those polygraphs wherever i want i tell them nothing's official until i announce it's official mm-hmm. so that, yeah i'm glad it, i mean it all worked out great yeah uh what was i gonna ask now but no i'm glad it worked out now now i forgot what i was gonna say well that can happen it's sometimes. gone it's gone it's the baby he's back finally so Oh, well, how's that going? Good. He was in Cincinnati all weekend. Okay. So he came back last night, so now it's like back to not sleeping. Uh, but no, I'm glad. It, it looked amazing. All the pictures online. Yep, yep. People you, having a ball. I mean, it looks, it, that's the fun part is it looked like everybody really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Well, we broadcast all the way in lives right there in the Facebook group, so people can tune in. That I mean, they feel a little bit more involved when they're out there in the middle of the night. When they see stuff going on, mm-hmm. you know, they see people waiting in, they see the board bumping around. It makes them feel a little bit more involved. And I think it kind of makes them stay out a little bit longer and give it more of a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's when you need to look at your phone and be like, 
I can beat 34 too. Yeah. I can do it. Yeah. Or you just see, you see what's going on. It's, it's, it's a good time. Yeah. It's a good time. And it's a lot of people out there too. So you see, you'll see a lot of couple boats. They'll pull up beside each other and tie off. And a lot of catfish tournaments say, well, we can't fish within 75 people of others. I don't have anything that says that. Um, pretty much when people ask me about that, I say, well, work it out like fishermen. Yeah. Or just don't fish. Mm-hmm. So you'll have a lot of guys that'll pull up, they'll tie up boats, and they'll, you know, sit there and have a good time. I'm not oh, going to yeah. mention too much what they do, but they're going to sit there and have a good time, roast some. A lot of them have grills on the boats now. I know. So, so they'll roast some, <laughs> they'll roast hot dogs and hamburgers. Sit there and relax. Have a good time on the boat, just like you would on the shoreline. Yeah. No, I'm glad. And then, do you remember when it was almost all channels? When did that change in your head? 13 years ago. Oh, man. Yeah. Roughly 13 years ago, maybe. We started getting a couple of little flatheads and then a couple more. and then... Yeah. But then we hit this plateau, like 38, 39. It plateaus. Yeah. And it's been that way for well over five years. Yeah. It's really, in my opinion, it's very hard for a flathead to get over. It, I mean, there's 40. There's 40. There's probably 50s oh, yeah. in there. The biggest one turned in in a tournament is uh, 42.5 something, or 42.87 with uh nets that would make him like 41.5 but it just seems to be their kind of top out range for indian lake but aren't fish don't they have undetermined growth so they do but it's it's environmental factors limited everything from oxygen deprivation and stuff like that so indian lake especially now being a lot more plant heavy yeah has a lot harder do drops at night so that could be a big limiting factor for not getting big because their gills don't grow as like the percentage of gill coverage per body weight, it starts to drop off. Mm-hmm. So that's why you start seeing those really monster flatheads in the south and stuff like that. They're not in the lakes; they're in, in the, the river. rivers. Yeah, that's not a really a lake fish. No, they're not. They're especially Indian lakes is a reservoir technically. There is a natural lake there, but you know it's a man. That, There's a bunch of little natural ponds. I don't know if I'd call them a lake. <laughs> it's Somebody one had of a like garden our pond t- that overflowed. It's one of like our two natural glacial lakes. In Ohio is that little bowl. Yeah. And then the whole, like, people don't realize like, a whole little bowl is, like, a really big pond. Yeah. And that we they dug everything else out. It's just. Some side to say it was 650 acres, and I've seen the, I'm like, maybe six acres. <laughs> I don't know about 650. No, I think it was, like, some of the old maps, and you never know how accurate yeah. some of the stuff is, but. It, it honestly looked like it was five little, maybe six acres, six and a half acre lakes. So it matters because it was a wetland too around yeah. it. So it really matters what it you're just counting overflowed. as. Every spring yeah. it overflowed and every fall it dried up. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they don't want to be, they don't want to be in, in lakes. They're not lake fish. No, no. Indian Lake does just doesn't have the flow for them. Like for breeding and stuff like that, they have to fan offspring. Like they have to fan their eggs. So it's extremely tiring. Uh, the habitat is very limited for spawn because they need either those big boulders, they need yep. stuff to get under, they dig. Damn. So that's another size limiting factor. If you get too big and you, the media is no longer, there's no big enough media. Yeah, you can't, you can't find can't, no denning. Yeah, you can't get in under anything to have babies. Uh, ammonia and stuff like that can be them too, especially when they're all kind of piling up in yeah. areas and stuff like that. Uh, so like Bass Pro, do you know how they get their fish so big? No. Like disgusting looking? Oh, no. I have no idea. So they actually have a specialized pump that removes every bit of ammonia from the water. Oh, okay. Because ammonia is the big signaler for fish to stop growing. Yeah. 
Uh, so that's why they get these like in the, like uh, those bass aren't that old in Indian like or not the Indian like, the Bass Pro tanks. Really, they're not like a lot of those big well, nasty looking fish. I know you can pretty much fish will eat and eat and eat. Mm-hmm. And you and most fish I've, I've had enough of them. You can feed them until they get big. Yeah, we we start we had a red tail catfish. Oh we yeah, we started him off at like two inches. And within three years, he's over twenty four inches. Mm-hmm. So and that's almost the closest thing to a flathead in my mind. So they're very similar. Actually, they probably I don't know for a fact. I'm gonna say they're because uh, flatheads. Some of their closest relatives are in South America. Yeah, so they probably may be in the overarching same family branch. They look very similar. I yep. mean, you know, well, I mean, you take away their color, they're almost identical. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both probably very small, beady eyes, and same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four whiskers on bottom, sometimes six on the side. And then, uh, but yeah, so they have a special pump to remove the ammonia. Nice. And that's like some of those bass are like five, six years old, and they're like twenty pound largemouth. They're so fat, their eyes pop out. Yeah. You get Popeye syndrome. Ugh. So it's either from liquid or it's from fat literally building up in their skulls and pushing their eyes out. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> but they, they look good in the show tank of those giant nasty channel cats and blue cats that just... I never, to be honest with you, when I go to those shops, because I'll be real honest with you, I don't go to the shop very often. My tackle does not come from Cambela's or that. It's too expensive. Well, not only that, but... I don't like. I don't appreciate the way they do things sometimes. Like, oh, I can. They got them big trout up that one, and mm-hmm. and I trust me, I do like going there. That is, I get the point. It is cool because I like seeing fish too, but them big trout need a lot more current and a lot more stream oh, than they'll yeah. ever be able to handle. And yeah, it's just not their natural habitat. Mm-hmm. Now, if they had more of a setup where it was maybe leading towards maybe the trout hatchery or something where they had a bunch of little fry yeah. in there that they gave back to the ODNR or something like that. I could see that. That would be cool. I think they're almost all, so at least the Bass Pro here in Rossford, I think it's all buck browns and some big buck rainbows. I don't think there's any any females in there. That's just not right. And that's good. You know, they pick them because they're more colorful. You know, they pick them because oh, yeah, they get the big crooks. And the, but, yeah. Fish no. that big don't need to be in no tanks. There's some big ones. Then the Cabela's has that little tiny creek that the brookies keep getting down and get eaten by the browns because <laughs> it's just a tiny little waterfall that separates them. Yeah. But now what we were talking Oh, about the supersized fish. Yeah. It's just like care capacity. So they do grow to fit their environment, but food and being able to get food, especially like an Indian lake, if they get too big, they may not be able to get into those places where they're hunting. Yeah. You know, you can see a 50, 60 pound flathead really trying to struggle. Oh, yeah. Getting through the weeds and getting through the wood and stuff like that to get back and get those panfish and those the shiners and all that stuff because they kind of, they're partially ambush predators, but they push prey into locations. So they're flat. And we, me and you have talked about this, but for everybody at home, that head shape is very specific. Not only is it to dig these burrows, it's to push prey. They're purposely pushing prey into cover. And they shove that the head in there, and they create a vacuum, and they can actually pull prey out of small spaces because they're not very fast as far as fish are concerned. Yep. Uh, so they want the they want the prey fish to go to cover. They want them to go hide because they know they can get back in there and get them then. Yep. So that's where that unique head shape comes from. And then channels are just the garbage pits of so North yeah, America. You can probably confirm this or disconfirm this. We always say you can tell by the shape, the different way the channel cat to the flathead to the blue cat's mouth is tells you exactly how they feed. So you got the channel yeah. cat's mouth is more of a what's that an underbite, an overbite. 
It's more of like an yeah, overbite. The flathead's so the underbite. Yeah, so the channel cat's more like an overbite, so it feeds more down. Yeah. And like just and we're whatnot. Picking stuff off the exactly. bottom. Exactly. And the uh, blue cat's more of kind of like straight. It's mm-hmm. not really up or under, so they more feed like in the middle of the water like, column, like, just yeah. going straight. Like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, exactly. Up and rip. Mm-hmm. And then the flathead's more up, so they're the lurkers that'll come down from, you know, come mm-hmm. up from the depths. And yeah. Just, and I well seen some cool video. You can go out there and watch flathead pick oh, off birds off top of the water. Oh yeah. And I mean they just grab the web, the one foot, and drag them straight down. We've well, seen one eat curve. ducks at Indian Lake on Tecumseh. Yep. Like when back when you could still catch flatheads on Tecumseh before all the weeds like choked out underneath the bridge. Yep. Not saying they're still not there. It's just they're very there. hard to it's put hard. A, a bait down there. Yep. And get it not completely covered in weeds. Yeah. But I'm sure the fish are still there, and that's that's the interesting thing with all the plants. We'll see how they fare. Catfish are highly adaptable. Flatheads are probably they're 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 adaptable, but they're not as adaptable as channels. No, they're. I think they're a very hardy fish, but they're most they're sensitive to temperature more than anything. Oh yeah, especially it, for eggs. hot temperature. Yeah, the hotter temperature and the hot, they're, most people think, well, you can't hurt this big ugly thing. Yeah, you really they're very sensitive to temperature, oxygen level, stuff like that. Whereas mm-hmm. a channel cat. We all know you can throw a channel cap up on the land for about six minutes, and it ain't not just it ain't gonna. Uh, they don't care. Yeah, we had one. You can get... almost kill a flathead in the wrong time of the day doing that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then we had a channel get stuck in a sampling boat, and we didn't know it. And he rode all the way back to the lab alive. Yeah. Then he went in our fish tank at the lab. <laughs> channel cats are just a little. They hardy. just don't care. No. They just don't care. But it's just. Yeah. Well, well, that would probably also explain a little bit our flathead up there. So we, like I said, we always do lengths and everything mm-hmm. on them. I don't even think lengths are on here, to be honest with you. Nope. But um, we always do lengths on them, and our I think the biggest one was forty three inches, roughly. And you look at the national our our flatheads are short, fat. Mm-hmm. They're footballs. very short and fat. Yeah, they're footballs. Whereas in the river, they obviously you can tell they spend more time swimming up current because they're long and lean. So I don't. I never got a length off my biggest flathead. It was like the seventy-five pounder out of Arkansas. But I remember I held it up to my chest and its tail was still touching on the boat. Yeah. But that thing, that's Arkansas. That was the Red River. They're just known yeah. for monsters. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. The river they get really, really lean, and mm-hmm. they, it takes a. It takes a lot longer to get put weight on a fish that lean because, well, when as they go through spawn and drop spawn, they'll fluctuate, you know, 20 pounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I believe flatheads do about 20% body weight and egg mass. Damn. They'll liquefy 20% of their body weight some way, shape, or form to get that egg mass. Yep. So you can, if you have a 40-pound fish, you know. It's 30 pounds of once, it, once it's all said and done. Yeah. 10 pounds It'll of drop 10, 8, 10 pounds and just... You know, it, and then it spends a lot of time. They don't eat the whole time. Nope. Uh, they do eat. It's they just will hard. eat. It's uh, during spawn. Uh, that's why I'm I'm a lot now pretty much always against noodling because it's targeting spawning parents. Yeah. And there's so many fish ready to get in there and get those eggs. Yeah. The second that uh, one of those parents get pulled nest. out. Because the dad normally, so it's normally both parents are taking care of the nest site. Uh, there's normally two openings. It's to let water flow through, but places like Indian Lake and some of our other Ohio and Midwest lakes that have flatheads, there's no current. I mean, there is a little current, but not enough to not enough to really oxygenify the exactly. eggs. So dad's got to sit there and fan and fan and fan. So there's one hole that's kind of not big guard, so it leaves a lot of the eggs that way. And now your targeted parents pulling out the other one. So now it's like, uh, you ever heard the thing why people use bullheads to target flatheads specifically? 
I've always heard it just ticks off the flathead because it, it does. eats eggs, yep. right? Yeah, it's their yeah. number one nest uh, raider. Yeah, they eat all the flathead eggs. So we, when we would fish for them, you would just get them back crushed. Yep. They would never eat them. They didn't want to eat them. They just wanted to kill them. Like yep. every chance they'd get, they'd kill a bullhead. Uh, and that's funny because it's just these little tiny catfish, these other catfish just sitting there waiting for these big guys to slip up and go in there, and they will eat all their eggs super fast. Yeah, they're, they're, they tear up a nest. Has, did anybody get, you know, is there still a lot of bullheads in Indian Lake? I haven't caught one in a couple of years. Somebody sent a message to me the other day where they caught one up on the north side. A nice, like, 10, 12-inch one looks like. Yeah. Of course, I could be way off because, you know, pictures don't mean. Bullheads. I think it's 10 to 12 inches. I mean, they, you can tell when they get that big because they just look Yeah, they just got a fatter head. Yeah, they look like a big tadpole. Yeah. Or somebody asked, also asked me the other day if bullheads were a uh, young flathead. I could see the confusion. Yellow and yellow. Yeah. I when can they, see when it. a flathead's real young, they are bright yellow. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no. Yeah, I could see a little bit of the confusion there. Yeah. Do you know that was one of our first ever stocked game fish in Ohio? Oh yeah, that's what almost all the hatchery. That's what we mm-hmm. had down at Indian Lake was a bullhead hatchery. And it's funny, people are like, they're so greasy, they taste so bad, and it's like, have you ever eaten them? No, I don't. Oh, eat you don't fish. eat fish. You don't eat fish. No, they're fine. They taste like catfish. I mean, I mean, if somebody liked them, they had so many thousands and thousands of them. Yeah, I mean, literally hundreds of millions of them were produced. And now, you remember the white catfish? Yes. So the, they're the largest type of bullhead in North America. If you ever catch that, so there's there's a couple records. So they were being produced. So they kind of end up everywhere in North America. We really don't understand a lot about them. They're pretty rare fish. But if anybody listening to this ever catches a channel cat that looks kind of weird, and you can't explain why it looks kind of weird, whether it looks kind of stocky or it looks kind of short or it looks kind of round or whatever. Yeah. Take pictures of it because uh, it may be a white catfish. Okay. Uh, because it's the best description I can give. They're really big bullheads. Okay. But they kind of look like channel cats. But they kind of have that more bullheady shape yeah. where they've got the big round head and the, yep. you know, but they have the the round anal fin, like a channel. So. Okay. Yeah, you know when you're looking at blue cats, that's the best way. Is the blue cat's anal fin looks as straight, straight as day, as light. You know? yep. and then channels have the nice big round one. Yep. But yeah, no, I think Lake Erie has the like Kelly's Island has like the last record of a confirmed one, like '09 something like that. Nice. And they get probably get caught. Just people don't know what they have. Yeah, they probably just throw them. Well, that's a lot of fish get caught that probably break a lot of records out 100%. there. And that's the thing. People be educated about what you're. What fish you catch? Because I, I know a lot of people are probably throwing back record fish. And they have no idea what it is. Especially all the panfish, all the bluegills. Like everybody, oh, yeah. everything has a bluegill, and it's like, oh, that's just a pretty bluegill, or that's a pumpkin seed no. bluegill. And it's like there are so many species. Yeah. Like uh, I actually one on one of the Indian Lake pages a couple weeks ago, I was talking to somebody about orange spotted sunfish. They caught one, which uh, everybody at home they're. Beautiful little yes, sunfish, awesome looking. But they fish. only get to be about two or three inches long. Yep. And I told them that's, and I told everybody that's an adult. You know, they're orange spot sunfish. They're wetland fish. They live around the edges of Indian Lake. They get blown in, or they come in sometimes. But we've caught them. Yeah. Like fishing the game preserve and oh, stuff we've like caught that. Them a few island a yeah. times. They're back there. They're all over Indian Lake, and that started a fight. So I just left the comments. That always does. It's probably in that other group. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, the that great value group, as I refer them to. <laughs> it's just like... Welcome to Great Value, where we have all you Walmart people. <laughs> it just is ridiculous. Zeb goes on the left. The pickerel stuff. Every About every four months, somebody posts a picture 
of a grass pickerel. Yep. It's a pike. It's or a walleye. Baby musky. It's, a, it's a musky. That was the other thing last week is the log perch. Yes, the log. Yes, I remember. Yeah, no, but it's not a log perch. That's not a log perch. It's like, I don't know what. I mean, okay. Just yeah. look up a picture, Google a picture of log perch. And that's the other thing nowadays. Most of these people, and I'm not trying to be mean to the people in my group that do ask what, what a fish is. I have no problem doing this for you. Just take your picture and do a Google image. So there is a, a an app you can get, and I believe it's still free. It's called iNaturalist. Yes, it is. Yeah, and, and we have Indian Lake on it, and you can register your fish. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's it's got. I like don't use it though. Ninety eight. Well, we. I mean, I, I I'm with you. I don't need it. I use it for plants. Okay. So I'm not good with plant ID. I kind of can do families and stuff like that. But when we're trying to find edible stuff versus poisonous yep. and some medicine plants, it's like I need that. Yeah. So that no. app's pretty good because if it doesn't know it fully, it'll give you two or three options, and then you can use your human eyes. Yeah. And be like, well, it's definitely not this one. Yep. It's definitely not this one. But no, iNaturalist, it's not sponsored, but they should. There you go. But yeah, you um there's lots of ways anymore. You know, you just download pictures, just lots of ways to tell what it is. But uh I even forgot where we oh, where we're going with that, but I'm, we're all over the place today. Exactly. It was a great turnout. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looked like from all I'm the pictures. So tired. Was it you wearing the crown? No, that was not me wearing the crown. The Viking guy. Yeah, that was um, Mr. Weir. So I got I seen the picture last night, and I was I was pretty intoxicated, and I didn't have my glasses on because I took them off for the night. Yeah, and I'm like, I think I couldn't tell who it was. It's not me. It was Mr. Weir, I believe <laughs> his name guy was running around Robert Weir. I think <laughs> it was. Yeah, he's just running around in a Viking helmet with two giant horns coming out each mm-hmm. side, or one that giant horn coming out each side. That's awesome. It is a good time. It is a good time, and then um. We got lots of what lots of examples to show people why we don't have blue cats. So lots of male channel cats came in. Oh yeah, that were slate blue, big slate blue channel mm-hmm. cats. So you know how that is always another argument. That's a blue cat. That's a blue cat. We had lots of examples to go take pictures, do a live show. This is channel not. cats and blue cats are very close related. Yep, they both. So blue cats are just kind of for everybody at home. Just always kind of a pale blue. How channels are kind of always a pale silver brown. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in general base coats, they can have variations. Uh, when channel cats spawn, especially like you said, the big males, and they get those big fat heads, they turn that really dark blue or that purple or, yep. you know. The and then slate color. Yeah. And then oh, everybody's like, this is a blue cat. No. Nope. I do agree that it is a catfish that is currently blue. Yes. That is true. But it is not a blue catfish. Yeah. And there could be at any time. You never know what Yahoo's dropping what into yeah, the they water. Can, I so. mean, but it wouldn't last the winter. They need like 30. They would struggle. Fo- it would struggle. They need like 30 foot or depth. Or so they are the, the, the most oxygen dependent. Uh, oxygen dependent out okay. of all the, the three big guys. Yeah. They wouldn't last in our lake. That's why near. you see them like they need that. They need that that water flow. That, that's yeah. pretty much why you only see like Hoover Reservoir. I think is one of the what's the other one? There's only two reservoirs in Ohio that Alum Hoover. Is Alum have them? Uh, no. I think it's Hoover, Hoover has them, and then something else. like one whatever is it Mosquito way up the east might corner be. might be I one don't of those. Travel to fish anymore. Well, I just know because it's where they go to get the to make the hybrids for the state. Yep. They go get the blue cats out of one of those out east. Yep. But they just don't do good. They just really need that high action. So if you look at their body size for their gill ratio, it's really low. 
So they'd have really tiny gills and they get super big bodies. So they get yeah. they would get really oxygen starved. Channels, you know, they always have these big heads. No matter how big they get, they always have these big, gnarly looking heads. And channels are pretty temperature hardy. They can they don't they, care. they swim around all winter long. So they actually stock channels in northern Canada, uh, but they can survive the winter. Yeah. Can't reproduce. So they don't have enough heat units in their summer. Oh, so they never get a reproduction yeah, never, cycle. Yeah. So that was something interesting. We just read a couple of weeks ago that they've, because uh, they, you know, they dump fish in these like little pocket lakes and stuff yep. like that. And they were trying channel cats and they would nest and none of them would hatch and they would mm-hmm. spend the whole summer nesting. So it ended up being a flop because they, they yeah, would nest all summer. You can't reproduce. And they would go and, well, they couldn't even catch them. So they didn't want them to reproduce, but they wanted a sports fishery for them if they dump them in. Yeah. And they wouldn't leave their nest. Oh, well, because they would lay eggs, but they nothing would happen. They exactly. never got hot so enough they, to incubate. Yeah, that doesn't doesn't make a good fishery if fish ain't the biting. Yeah, it's it's very, you know, it's catfish. I mean, taking over the world, and then there's all the have you? So you've heard like catfish stinging people, right? You've yes. heard people say that. Yes, we had to explain this to a lot of people also. So do you know there are catfish in Ohio that sting people? That sting or that stab? Sting. Okay, what are those? Mad toms. Oh, well. So there's like bullheads and flatheads, mm-hmm. and those guys don't, they have their spurs. Yeah. That's it. You know, and most of the time when they get older, they, you know, they're so wore down, it takes a lot of work to get poked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, when they're, they're more dangerous when they're little. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The and that's where they the are, purpose the sharp, of it. Their little, their little fins are. I mean, a little baby channel don't want to get eaten by that big flathead. No. And make I make it everything I sharp as possible. I will never use bullhead to fish. But oh, their little talks, spurs are just. Everybody talks about they're the best flathead bait. Uh, no, they're the worst flathead bait. I love chubs. I don't think you can three beat chubs. Four times, I'm going to get stabbed before I can mm-hmm. get that thing on the hook. I don't think you can beat chubs. No, chubs are still good for you. Yeah. But mad toms, mad toms are a whole different lineage of catfish. Okay. Uh, a lot of people mistake them for like little bullheads, and they actually have hollow. Their 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 stingers, their bones are actually yeah. hollow, and they have venom glands. All right. So they actually will. Like, if you have one in your hand, uh, I wish I had a video of it. You can watch them try to shoulder you, and they're trying to turn their body to sting you on purpose. <laughs> they're trying to fall into you, and it's they'll do it. Uh, it sucks. It sucks. It is, like, it depends. So if you're not, like, I've known one person that almost died from it, and it's because he was allergic. If you're not allergic, it lasts for sometimes days. Wow. And it'll, it's, like, a burning. It hurts so bad. And then it'll go away for a couple hours. Yeah. And then it'll come back. And every time it comes back, it gets a little worse and a little worse and a little worse. But it goes away. Mm. And so you can't get used to it. It's, uh, I used to get stung by them all the time. So in Ohio, we have stone cat mad toms, which people a lot of times think are baby flatheads. They look like little eels uh, with catfish faces. Okay. Uh, But they're bright orange and yellow. They're gorgeous fish. We have tadpoles, uh, tadpole mad toms, which co-occur with bullheads yep. a lot of people think they're bullheads and they get stung by them and they're like i got stung by a bullhead no nope. uh northern mad toms uh mountain mad toms and brittle mad toms are our species in ohio wow so brindle mad toms look like bumblebee catfish have you ever seen those in the pet store yes brindles almost like identical yes i used to have a couple of them so they have a will, huge tank with all types of catfish they will light you up really stone cats are the hardest because they're the biggest to get yeah, stung. i know stone cats are pretty you don't want to mess with them. But they're the hardest to get stung by, but they're the worst venom, for sure. Yeah. Like, they suck. They yeah. suck. It sucks. It sucks. I don't want to get stung by any of the fish. 
no, and it's it's like people get stung by them, and I think that's kind of where that legend about getting stung by a catfish yeah, came it from. Yeah, it happens to a smaller one or whatnot. You get whatnot, stung in your hand, and, you and you just, then you, you think the bigger one's going to do the same yeah. thing to you. Like, well, that thing's got a lot of venom. Yep. And it's like, no, it's a very small lineage, and it depends on. We just got uh, we got another actually. So there was another one came back. We were the first crew to get it a couple of years ago. What was it? Uh, oh gosh, no, a saddled Mad Tom maybe. Like came back in the Scioto, all the way from it was like 480 miles out of its range. Wow, it's a little fish. So fish travel so much. Oh yeah, yeah, fish got, travel so much. Ohio's waters have been greatly improved, so they're if they can get back, they want to come back. Like yeah. they want the territory. They want. See, uh, and that's what I think part of it is. Is during everybody talks about, well, why don't we ever catch the forty pounders or whatnot? I think the bigger fish they go up that Moundwood River as far as they can. You know how many banks are back there? Are oh, all there's washed holes, out. I'm sure. There's yeah. holes back there. Nobody ever goes back there and fishes. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever goes back there and fishes. But also, you got to think you're not gonna you're gonna have to cast uh, all the way across under the bank to get you know your fit, your bait in front of that fish's face. They're not dumb either. I could fully see them waiting at the spillway. Yeah. For the next big rain to go way down river. Oh yeah. And them just leave it. Like just riding it out. Yeah. Now I know when uh some people were younger, they were throwing them up over the spillway, the older spillway when they're down because when it would rain heavily they'd just charge the spillway. Mm-hmm. They all fish want to swim up river. So I've been told that um, certain people were just chucking them over anyways. So you gotta think that we I honestly believe they were in here long before that people were catching them in the catfish tournament and stuff. Mm-hmm. I honestly think most of the people back then, you guys were fishing with much lighter tackle than we are now. Catfishing didn't get popular until about six, seven years ago. You know, you got, did have bigger, heavier rods, but 90% of people were, were always fishing with like 10, 20 pound test. So I'd have to look because I don't think they were even sewing up on surveys for a long time. Really? So the Indian Lake gets electro survey. Actually, the company yeah, I used to work you mean, for. You talked about how, how good or bad somebody can actually be yeah, at that. But uh, Indian and Lake's not that deep. No. So I can see, I, it'd be very hard for fish like that to hide in Indian yeah. Lake in numbers. No, I'm not saying it'd be there in numbers, but I think that they've been there I'm sure a few it, years before that we started noticing because, yeah, people were th- people people move fish stupidly all the time. That's why we got drum now. Oh. I truly blame it on the cat fishermen. I don't right. care what the ODNR says. What do the ODNR say? They're upriver. They came upriver? No, they're upriver from the, the Little Miami. They're up in the Little Miami, so... There's no reason why there shouldn't be here. They were up in the Little Miami? Whatever river comes into Indian Lake. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> that's <laughs> they, well, that's what they said. They're no, up I river mean, and they're down river, so why wouldn't they be there? They I'm have like, plenty of food really now. What you're going to say. They have plenty of food now eating all those yeah. zebra bustles. Well, uh, there's not very many of them left, but with the waters going back to the way they are right yeah. now, they'll... they'll it's impossible to get rid of zebra mussels. No, it, they, nobody's ever done it. The only chemical that's ever done it is called rotenone, and it kills everything. Everything, yeah. Everything with the central nerve system, it severs connections. Yep. Uh, so the crazy thing with rotenone is the same amount it takes to kill one zebra mussel, it takes to kill an elephant. Dang. So it's such a dangerous chemical to do anything with. Yeah. And it's like the Yellowstone's used it uh, for the invasive rainbow trouts and stuff like that. Oh, really? What they'll do is they'll go to a river system, and they'll shock up and keep all as much as their natives as they can. Yeah. And they'll hold, put them in holding tanks, and they will rotenone 
the crap out of that river. And you'll just see hundreds of thousands of fish floating up. Like, even it kills all the natives, kills all the exotics, you know, it doesn't matter. They try to get as many natives as they can. That's so wrong. Why does man always got to go and put his hands on nature like that? Uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's bad it's enough so hard. we harvest. It's bad enough we do all this crop. I mean, everybody talks about how eating vegetables healthier, better for the world. And I'm going to go on a rant. It's not even about fishing, but <laughs> you eat vegetables, you got to realize you're killing multiple billions and billions and billions. What does the Ted Nugent says? Yes, and because you got to spray, you got to have something that kills everything. You got to mm-hmm. have a seed that's redundant to the spray that kills anything else that kills everything in order for it to grow. And then you're tilling up all this land that should would have m- millions of miles of minocillium, um, microcilium in it mm-hmm. for fungus and everything, and then treating it so there is no fungus. I mean, ultimately, it's ridiculous. You don't eat vegetables unless they're grown from like farmers markets or old women out back. There you go. Don't Old eat commercial ver- vegetables. Don't eat commercial anything. <laughs> and I sound like Jay. Let's go back to fishing. I was going to say, Ugh. it's the chair. It's just the chair. It turns it turns no, whoever sits into it. But no, it's the same thing. They treat our lakes. You know, they go and they treat our lakes, and it just it's a lot of. Did you get the chance to drive around that chemical test patch and see if it did anything? I mean. The- the illegal area that the out front that I had mentioned once before to you, that is, there's nothing growing for like a giant circle. But yes, where all the test areas are, there's no milfoil. I mean, it, it did its job in killing milfoil. But whoever dumped that whatever straight down, there's nothing growing down there. It's just barren. No, which nobody talks about because, well, nobody talking about it. Yeah. Now, I don't know how I feel about a lot of those plant treating chemicals because a lot of them stops fish spawn. Yes. Uh, so they, they they say, well, it's fish safe. Yeah, it's fish safe, but it's not fish egg safe. That's right, hundred percent. It kills the eggs. It kills the air, it kills the habitat in which the eggs need to lie. Um, when they're rotten and dying, it kills eats all the oxygen. The eggs need to hatch. Yeah, it's just. I mean, it's all bad. I yeah, I don't trust. I don't trust any of those pond chemicals, especially. It's just like, yeah, it works in your farm pond because you don't really care. Like you want to swim. Yeah, farm pond sw- is not wild waters. Yeah, if you yeah. want to swim, it works. You know, it works great. But, but no, Indian Lake has a great population of flathead, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to rant about chemicals. Um, no, it's... Indian Lake has a great population of flathead, and I'm just you know, as we keep going down here, they're growing because we are seeing mm-hmm. smaller ones. I mean, we see the babies. Every oh, there's year. babies. There's, they're coming in every year. We get and, them. I, uh, we got a couple. We took Emily's uh, parents out fishing, and we got a couple babies. Yeah. And it's good, and then we get, like I said, we get the kids involved, and we teach them how to handle these fish and everything. Because you see a lot of guys that hold up the flathead by the front of the lip and everything, and mm-hmm. you, people don't realize fish bones are not super sturdy, tough, especially and the jaws. The jaws. I mean, you you kill a fish. So, I sometimes was on camera with you know they go and they pick the fish up, take a picture of it, and then they go put it down, and then they go to carry it over. They're trying to carry it like with one hand, like grab it, carry it like a baby. I turn and just say, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, well, I didn't mean to yell at you, but don't do that. Pinch so, the tail and I'll cradle it. Just That's hold it I like do. a baby and squeeze it tight mm-hmm. to yourself. You're not going to burn that slime coat off. You're wet. I mean, there's enough water, and we're putting it right back in water. Mm-hmm. Flathead slime coat's not They're pretty tough as, fish. Yeah, it's not as important as a lot of other factors. They're pretty tough fish. So, But it was a, it was a hell of a weekend. Good. Well, anything else you want to add? 
get out there and go fishing. It's, it's been, yeah, it's been a good summer for it. We should be coming in if you're coming to Indian Lake. We should, like I said, we were last weekend. We were at the very end of the spawn, so we should be coming out of the spawn. Those here guys next are gonna be hungry. Week and a half, two weeks. They're gonna be. It's gonna be Chow City time. Mm-hmm. They're gonna start putting on weight. Fall is coming. Um, September eighth, 9th, and tenth is the next tournament up there. You can check that out on the Indian Lake Flathead Tournament site on Facebook. Um, we normally get a hundred people in that, but it's Got a lot of attention after this one, so I might see more than 150. That'd be awesome. That'd be really awesome. Yep. All We've right, got guys. a good system, so. Tight lines. And solid hooks, that's y'all. See you guys. Toodles. Tight lines. And solid hook sets. And if you enjoyed the show, make sure to leave a five-star review. And please, share it to a friend that would enjoy, and leave a comment. <laughs>